It's Monday, not a victory Monday. The Jaguars lose yesterday. So I'm about to tell you a bunch of stuff you probably don't want to hear, but stick around to see exactly what it is that's going to piss you off. I'll tell you in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody thanks for joining me tony wiggins for another edition of locked on jaguars where it's your team every day and we thank you for making us your first listen quick reminder that we are free to subscribe to on our youtube page it's called locked on jaguars make sure you subscribe hit the like button and hit the bell so you receive notifications anytime we drop an episode and wherever you listen to podcasts if you listen to audio podcasts just tap in every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode because we do drop them every day. Shout out to the everyday. That's what's going on. Glad you guys could join us here today. And and I'd like to also give a special shout out to the people who aren't everydayers because you get a chance to be. All you got to do is show up and come back here every single day and we'll call you an everydayer to today's show is sponsored by linkedin talent solutions that's right linkedin man linkedin will help you find the right candidates for your jobs that you have posted anytime you need them make sure you tap in to linkedin talent solutions and use the promo code linkedin slash locked on nfl that's linkedin locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right so we got to get down to the nitty gritty. If you're watching on YouTube, you see what the show is going to be about, right? Uh, what's wrong with the Jags offense? We'll try to answer that question. We might tell you what's not wrong with the offense and which a lot of you have led to believe that it is what's wrong with the offense. Uh, the play calling angle is too easy. I won't sit here and call people lazy, especially fans. But I'm going to tell you something. I knew exactly what will happen? I think Ian Rappaport reported that it's like two days, two days before the opener. That it might have been the day of the opener that Press Taylor would be calling plays full time, and it's a role that is being expanded from him calling plays collectively with head coach Doug Peterson a year ago. Like I can't tell who was calling whenever. I don't know. I certainly won't be able to tell from Doug looking up on his piece of paper or whatever it is and talking into his headset because coaches do that every single play. You can't tell anymore whether or not he's calling plays than say Andy Reid was calling plays when Eric B enemy was there. So nobody knows that. Um, but it's just too, it's too easy to blame. I knew the second they announced that, that if the Jaguars struggle, that everybody was going to find that to be what they uh, held on to as the blame. And I'm going to explain why I understand that, but I also tell you why you're wrong. Uh, game plan as a whole and in-game adjustments. So I think that when teams come out and have a game plan, if it's not right, it'll all be blamed on play calling, which means maybe the other team had a plan too, and maybe it took some adjusting and guys just did not do a good job of executing things 
that were told that they were told to do on the fly. So uh, I'm sitting there thinking like there's a lot of reasons why a team could just look outclassed on one side of the ball. Could be that just not very good on that side of the ball, especially when they play against elite teams that had lost the week before. So we got all of that to uh, unravel a little bit. But so what's wrong with the Jags? The, the, the main thing that I see is not play calling. It's execution. Right. And it might be long term personnel offensively on the front. And the reason why that's so hard to have that conversation is because what a couple of people have mentioned on social media that one of the things that I've been saying for years is you got to be a lead up front. If you want to win the championship, you have to be a lead up front. Now, I'm not one of those guys to say you can't draft a quarterback until your line is straight or, you know, you have to do this in this certain order. Because I think when you start trying to go in order, when you do things, you're going to end up screwing it up because life just doesn't work that way. You get whatever you can whenever you can get it, right? You get elite whenever you can get elite. And the Jags picked in the top 10s most of the time in the top five for a long, 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 long time. And they had a chance to get elite players, right? So they got Trevor Lawrence. And the one thing that I always said was, don't just think that this is a situation where, okay, we got Trevor, so we're all good. Just don't screw it up. No, when you have... A, a a a Ferrari. You better bore that thing out. You you better make sure that you know you, you do all of the things, all of the maintenance, all all of the things that's required, all of the high performance stuff. That's what needs to happen when you have a high performance uh, piece of equipment to work with. You don't just sit there and go, "Oh, we're good." No, it don't work like that. You have to surround Trevor Lawrence with everything that he needs. Now, from a skill position perspective, they've tried. They have definitely tried. They used the first-round pick on a running back, used another third-round pick on a running back. They have Calvin Ridley, who's worth a first-round pick, in my opinion. They went out with priority resources and signed Zay Jones and uh, Christian Kirk a year ago. They used the second-round pick on a tight end uh, this past season. They they uh, franchise-tagged another tight end. Walker Little was a second-round pick. Anton Harrison was a first-round pick. Brandon Sheriff was a big-time free agent. Luke Fortner was a third-round pick. Ben Barge was a fourth-round pick who they developed. Cam Robinson was a second-round pick. So resources have been used to try to fix the offense, right, so that they don't have games like they had yesterday. So, so we have to decide either – they use the wrong resources on all of these cats, which I'm not willing to go out and say that today because I just think that's a little bit of right nowism. I think it's like nobody was thinking that coming into this game, right? Then it's easy to turn around and say, well, they switch play callers. They got the same two play callers and the same two guys working on the game plan that they had last year. And Doug Peterson, I heard the presser. This is why I'm releasing this now. I heard the presser a little while ago. What Doug Peterson says, he thought he thought the guy did. He thought Press Taylor did a great job. Now, y'all can argue with him and you can take it up with him, whether or not you think that that's either him protecting his guy, who's like a family member to him. Either it's that or it's a situation where he is uh, protecting his decision uh, to not only make Press Taylor the play caller, but to announce it to the whole world. Um, 
that that's what that that's what's going on or that he's just trying to talk on a need to know basis and he's still trying to motivate his team and, and think that they just need to get better or you can just believe the guy for telling you the truth or well let me just say that you can believe the guy and say that he is telling you the truth that they need to execute better that they believe in the guys that they have but you got to play better and that's the thing about football this is not a computer versus computer and you just sit back and watch it guys actually have to execute and go out and do the things that you want them to do where were the breakdowns is it possible that trevor just didn't have a good day yeah it's possible as much as we love trevor he's not he's not above not having a good day He's not having, he's not, I told you one of the big matchups for me when we did the crossover was him versus Spagnolo. And Spags doesn't wear pads. So yeah, it's a lot to unwrap. And that's exactly what we're going to do. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to sit here, we're going to go through it one by one. And I didn't, I said I wasn't going to use the word lazy, but I just think it's just too easy to blame it on something you don't want to blame it on. Nobody wants to sit here and, and, and admit or possibly admit that this is a long-term issue that the Jags just don't have the heavies up front uh, to do the heavy lifting that needs to happen in order for them to be successful, as successful as we all want or thought they were going to be this year. Nobody wants to sit there and think about that, but I did, I did say this, that if the offensive line wasn't right, that's going to be something you cannot fix during the season. It has to be fixed in the offseason. And it has to be fixed with different personnel. So we'll get into that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars and try to answer some of these questions after I let you know about today's sponsor, and that is LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is get an account and then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we have to let you know that today's show is also sponsored by Prize Picks. That's right. You got it. PrizePicks.com is where you need to go, man. If you need to open a Prize Picks account, PrizePicks.com forward slash locked on NFL. Now, I'm going to tell you how this works. There are player projections attached to every single player for every single sport, and you have to figure out whether it's more than or less than on two to six players. And if you get those stat projections right, you get a chance to win a whole bunch of Skrilla for your pocket. That's right. Prize Picks is your daily fantasy sports platform. Is the number one platform in North America, and I could not be happier to tell you about it. All right, so here's what you do. You go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. I'll repeat that. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a 
first deposit match of up to $100. Have fun, enjoy prize picks, and remember, more than or less than. All right, man, we're running it down here on Locked on Jaguars, talking about the Jags in their loss. Now, first, <clears throat> let me let me just clear this up. They lost 17-9 by one score, although if you watch the game, you kind of never felt like they were really um, – that they didn't have the chemistry that they really, really needed in order to be really, really successful. So it, it the, the loss feels worse. And, and plus, folks have built this game up to be the biggest regular season game. It was, you know, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs. All of this build up and and, and there's so much and you fall down and, and, you, and, and you, you think there's going to be a better performance. Everyone was like, all they need is a great receiver. And they got Calvin Ridley and who ran into the goalpost. Trevor kind of led him into a goalpost and he got banged up a little bit. But just all of that talk about taking over, all of that talk about being matched up against the team that was supposedly the best, taking them out and making them 0-2. And I was guilty of it. I picked the Jaguars to win. In fact, I picked the Jaguars to get off to a very, very fast start and, and run away with this thing a little bit. But it didn't happen. So we have to assess. Uh, we'll try to do it without uh, overkill. We'll try to do that, of, of course, without uh, an overreaction. But but here's my issue with talking about the offensive line. This is the second week in a row they couldn't block people. The coach just no, were not good enough to sustain that or to take advantage uh, of the fact that the Jaguars had a problem blocking people. But this is the second week in a row this is why it's not an overreaction for me because I physically saw the the offensive line get manhandled twice by two different teams. And it's 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 more difficult for fans to adopt the thought that if that's the problem then that's not an easy fix unless guys just play better. And the, un the uncertainty about that is you don't know whether they can play better or not. So you don't want to think that that's the issue. We want to think that it's somebody calling plays differently or somebody's not motivating someone or uh, somebody got banged up in or it was hot. And which that narrative is out there only because Christian Kirk brought it up that it was hot or that, you know, maybe they maybe they lack a little mental toughness or. Uh, it's something that could be fixed and repaired. But at this point, the hardest thing to do is to realize that it might be something that cannot be fixed immediately. I saw people yesterday saying, bring back Cam Newton. Apologize for my phone ringing there. But some people, not Cam Newton, Cam Robinson. Bring Cam Robinson back. Those are the same people that two weeks ago or two months ago wanted Cam Robinson traded. For the number, I I wonder, you know, how they're going to pay a dude $16 million to stand on the sideline if they continue to block that way. And there's some more teams that's going to give them trouble. Buffalo is a hard team. You're looking at Cleveland's defense now, and, and they're talking about, you don't think for one minute that Arden Key ain't going to come in here and say, yeah, walk a little, I'm about to, I'm about to, to do you dirty when they play the Titans. What about Will Anderson next week going up against another rookie and Anton Harrison? Yeah. It's too easy to blame play calling. And maybe play calling, maybe Doug ain't going to throw his players under the bus. 
or or he's not going to uh, throw offensive court offensive line coach Phil Rauscher up under the bus. But maybe just maybe all of those quick screens and, and quick outs and quick passes they were calling yesterday and running to the outside where they tried to use their speed and tried to outflank Kansas City. Maybe it's because the healthy part of their team, which is their middle three, well, actually, the whole offensive line is supposed to be healthy. Maybe they knew early on they couldn't block them. And if you know early on you can't block them, you can say, hey, man, we can keep trying. We can keep trying. We can keep plugging at it. We can, we can go harder. We can do this or we can – you can do whatever. Look, man, if you can't block anybody, if you can't block anybody, you can't beat them. You can't beat them. And the bottom line is you got to be able to block people. And not only do you have to be able to block people, you have to be able to dominate them in order whenever you need it to happen. Like there was a a couple of periods yesterday during the game where you didn't even see the Jaguars bothering Patrick Mahomes. It's because the Chiefs have invested a lot in their line too. And when you need to block people, you know you can't block. The hardest thing to admit the hardest thing to admit when you don't hedge your bets and personnel is that when you sign and draft people, the people that you believe in, the hardest thing for you to admit is when you probably were wrong. And if you get that wrong, it's going to be wrong until next year because it ain't like you just got 10 uh, NFL caliber starters sitting around an offensive line. Okay, take him out and you put him in. No, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. So, yeah, it's a problem. Could it be a problem that's not as big a deal as the one uh, as it feels like it is today? If this was just one game, you didn't hear me talking like this last week. I'm talking like this this week because this is the second week in a row, and I can't see it getting any better unless Doug Peterson is right. He says they have to play better. It's about execution. It's not about play call. He says we got to coach better and they can play better, which means he either believes that they can do it or he believes that they don't have any choice, regardless if he thinks that they can get it done or not, that they don't have any choice. They're going to either sink or swim with those guys blocking up front. Let's talk about it more on the other side here of Locked on Jaguars as we get to segment three and we answer that question. Can they get it right? I'll tell you, you can't get it right. That is FanDuel. That's right. They get a lot right, man. Like right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. Did you hear what I said? I said new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action because of what I just told you. Spreads, player props, over, under, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season because you got to snap into action, man, because the NFL season with FanDuel and America's number one sports book is on fire. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. All right, we're trying to navigate ourselves through this. Like I said, I don't want to create a whole bunch of panic. I'm going to take Doug Peterson, head coach Doug Peterson, at his word. 
Ain't nobody play calling. I saw some Jack games last year that looked just like that. They look just like that. But instead of a drop ball here or a drop ball there or or a great play by the defense here, or, or they were able to manufacture and score more points. Yesterday they didn't. They had a good team that was coming off of a loss on opening day at home, and that team had 10 days rest, and that team got after them. You're not going to win them all. I picked them to win 14 games. I'm thinking twice about that now, but that's okay. I haven't given up on them, and you shouldn't either. The questions that we have about this team, though, are not going to be answered in the game next week against Houston. Um, it, next week is almost one of those situations like the only thing that could happen that could drastically change anything is if they lose. If they lose, man, it is going to be pandemonium around here, whether it be fan base or the media. It's going to go absolutely crazy when it's time for everybody to start figuring out what's wrong. If they win, people are going to say, well, they should have. So now they've beaten the Colts and they've beaten the Titans. They've beaten two teams that are that picked in the top five last year, which means they aren't very good, and they beat two teams with rookie quarterbacks. The expectation level has definitely gone up for this team. How are you going to be against good teams? The Jaguars were in everybody's top eight, if you will. When it came, when it comes to it, when it came to everybody trying to figure out what the you know pecking order and where they were, or if they graduated, if they moved on to another level, if the days of them having anemic games like the one they had yesterday, if those are over, are we going to be a top five or prolific offense in the league? And now we're wondering if the offensive line is good enough. I wondered yesterday out loud if they are going to have to eventually look at getting a bigger target on at wide receivers. So somebody yesterday told me, well, Evan Ingram is their big target. Evan Ingram is a tight end who they use as a big target. He's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a bigger target at wide receiver plus Evan Ingram. Okay. I'm talking about your big high point guy plus Evan Ingram. That's what I'm talking about. Is it possible that they need all of that stuff? We'll see and we'll we'll continue to talk about it. I think I want to lean more towards everybody has to play better and everybody has to execute better and it has to be a practice. You can't just talk about it. Remember coming into this season, I said, Everybody can talk about how great they want to be. Everybody can talk about how great they want to be, but it's about demonstrated performance. Until you go out every single week and do it on the field, it doesn't matter. The quickest and easiest thing to say is, Doug, just snatch the play calling rings back. And then they start winning and people will go, I I wish, you know what I hope happens? I hope at some point he says, uh, all we did was switch roles. I advised him and let him call the plays, but they're not going to tell you their process, their process, their process. I don't believe has changed one bit. And I wish somebody would say that Doug was out here playing with our food in our face all because he wants to just help his friend. No, Doug and, and, and Press Taylor want to win. 
They want to win for the players. They want to win for the organization. They want to win for the city. And I really believe that Doug Peterson believed that the way that they're moving now is the best way to go. So he can keep an eye on more than every, uh, more of everything. I don't know. He said that they were 50-50 in terms of calling plays last year. Go back and look at the game and tell me when you thought Doug was calling plays versus when Press was calling plays. Doug said Press called a lot of plays in a lot of those games when they made those comebacks last year. Now, if you think he's lying, I can't say anything about that. If you think he's just trying to save face, I can't say anything about that either. All I can do is hold him at face value for what he said, and he's never been dishonest as far as I'm concerned with any of us. Just keep that same energy now when they go out here and Press Taylor calls the plays and they score 40 points on a good team one day. I'm going to stand here right now and tell you that I'll believe that it was about execution and effort more than it was about personnel. I'm going to, I'm going to stand in that box with you. The reason why is because if I say that it's personnel and personnel only, there ain't a damn thing they can do about it. And we're going to have to suffer through another year of them not living up to their potential just because of what they did or didn't do in the off season. And it ain't like they didn't try. I'm not going to stand here and peacock and say this is why I didn't want him to get rid of Juwan Taylor when the kid had the worst game he's ever had in his career when he came here. The question, even with that, reminds it remains this. If he was still here, they could have used that first-round pick on someone else, or even if they had taken Anton Harrison, they could have played him somewhere else on the line until he was ready to move out to tackle. My sentiment has always been you're not good enough to let guys get away that are good enough for another team like Kansas City to pay them a whole bunch of money. That's it. He was pretty bad yesterday, though. I think it was some familiarity, too. Guys have been whooping on him in practice for a couple of years. They probably had, you know, they probably had it out for him a little bit, wanting to show him, but, you know, he was got five penalties and got pulled out of the game. Just what somebody was saying to me, hey, Wig, look at your boy struggling. I'm like, well, one, he ain't my boy, but two, it ain't like the Jaguars' offensive line is setting it on fire, so pipe down. You know what I mean? I hope it, it just gets better. I do hope when Cam Robinson comes back, it gets a little bit better. And maybe they put everybody in the right spot where they want them. It gets a little bit better. And then with more and more repetition, it, it improves. And then they come with a better game plan. And here's the last thing I'll say. Game plan and play calling are two different things. We have to also assume that sometimes you have a game plan and maybe you got outsmarted by the other staff. Maybe the other staff or maybe the other guys realize that maybe the other guys realize that whatever it is you want to do and they had an extra few days to study for you, that they ain't going to let you get away with it. Then it becomes a, a, a simple case of can you make adjustments? Can they make in-game in, in adjustments to be able to come out and be able to move people around on offense? They just never seem to get into a rhythm. So it could have been game plan combined with the fact that Trevor was off. 
and the chemistry and the rhythm with the receivers was never what they wanted it to be. It could be a combination of all that. We never want to point to and blame the people we look at as the hero, but sometimes guys just don't have a great day. What we hope is not, and this is what we're going to hold on to, what we hope is not is miscalculation of what they had up front offensively, and the guys are never able to live up to those expectations because they're just not good enough. And it's something that's going to have to be fixed in the offseason because you ain't even going to make a trade. There's no trade you're going to make to get an offensive lineman that's going to come in and stabilize this offensive line. It has to come from within. And that's why I understand that Doug is saying, it ain't about play calling. We just got to get better. What do you mean there are different plays we could have called? Okay, maybe they could have run the ball early when they had it first and goal at the one, just to see before you get into all your misdirection that lost you three yards and now you're at the four-yard line on second down and now you can't run it, right? Unless you decide to go ahead and just run it three straight times. But then when you're doing that, you're not putting the ball in the hand of the guy that you think is your best player. So with that being said, the best idea is probably to run it on first down. Everybody has to do better. Coaches have to do better. They have to have a better plan. They have to adjust better. And then guys just have to play better and figure out how to not drop balls, to hold their blocks a little bit longer. They may have to chip some people every now and then, and they have to execute. You can't worry about the weather. You can worry about watching Locked On NFL every single day, make it your next watch here on the Locked On Podcast Network because it's your team every day. And you can find that on YouTube as well. And it's free to subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you check that out. All right, man. Y'all take care of each other. We'll see you more with all of our coverage this week here on Locked On Jaguars. Until then, y'all take care of each other and make sure you come back tomorrow.